Hello, this is Cynthia Borslino with Beloved Unveiled, and I'm grateful that you're back with us this week. I have a special guest, a friend of mine who I've known for, gosh, I don't know how many years, but a few years, and we'll kind of go into how we met, but her name is Nancy. I have just come to adore her, her walk, the things that she has been through and survived through and overcome in amazing ways. And she's been a delight and encouragement for me as well. And so I want to say thank you for coming, Nancy, and agreeing to be a part of this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here, actually. So glad you're here. Kind of we'll step back and say, how did we first meet? Do you remember how we first met? We first met at a leaders meeting in Austin, Texas. So we were there for a couple of days. That's right. We're, it was a little retreat. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. It was because the first time I met you, and I, of all the people that were there, not that there was anything different, but I, you know, I always look to say, Lord, who is the one? You know, like, is there the divine appointments that I, you know, when you meet somebody and that? And I knew that he drew, drew me to you and to get to know you a little bit more. And then I found out you have like all these, you had a lot of different businesses that were going on. And I was understanding a little bit more about what you do and then sharing your story with me. So, just uh, kind of what Beloved Unveiled and what we do is I'm, I feel like God called me to do this podcast and, and unveiling more about who He is and how we experience Him. It used to kind of be where I wanted to be unveiled myself, like He was unveiling me. And mm-hmm. then the more I got to know Him, is like I realized how much I don't know about Him. And everything I've been taught about Him is not really true. Studying in His Word and knowing more about history and the whole a word of God, which is a living word, which I've come to know as, as a living word because of stuff that's happening today. So I I seek for him for adventures and stuff. And then you've shared some of your stories with me and things that you've been through. And it, it just amazes me. So I wanted you to be able to share a little bit about who you are and, and also maybe about, you know, how has the Lord unveiled himself to you? Um, my name is Nancy. And right now I'm in the Texas area. I have actually... I was trafficked for 28 years. Once I was out of that, um, it was hard finding a job. Finally found an international company that didn't check my background and got hired on with them. And I was with them for several years. During that time, I had started meeting other people that had been trafficked or abused. Started connecting with them throughout the United States. Along the way, I found that a lot of them because they couldn't get jobs, had started their own companies. I had always been good at that sort of thing, so I started my own companies um, on the side when I was working a regular job, and I started my own companies when I was in between jobs. I would help other people um, get their ideas going, be able to start up, do startups with little to no money down, Um, service businesses or businesses that they could start for very little and expand and scale to a level where they're able to not only take care of themselves and their family, do it independently and not have to worry about being fired because somebody at the job found out about their background, but be able to help them develop to the point where they're successful and really flourishing. And I'm at that point again myself where I'm starting up another company now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. And so, and do you feel like, how has your identity changed over the years coming out of what you've come out being in for 28 years, long time? Right. And, you know, I know the struggle has been real, you know, like in a 
because of our society and the kind of, like you said, trying to get a job, which we're hoping some legislation will change for that. And we're working towards that. Um, but I, I know that you have a strong faith and that God has been with you through a lot. Can you share like when a big shift came for you in that realm? Like So far as how I identified with myself mm-hmm. during that life in the past, um, obviously you're pretty oppressed <laughs> yeah. is an easy way to put it, where you know all you hear all day long is that you're a terrible person, you're nothing, that um, you'll never be anything, and that unless you're with somebody that is oppressing you, you're never going to get ahead, no man is going to want you. I, in the back of my head, always knew that that wasn't true. I think even, well, I don't think, I know even before I knew God, God knew me. Mm-hmm. And I had many instances when I was a child where it was very plain that there was something out there that was guiding me, that was helping me, that was comforting me when I needed comforting, whether with my family or with school or whatever. And I actually didn't learn about God until I was in California. Um, it was before I was trafficked, actually. I was, we had just moved there. I had a young daughter. I was in an apartment complex, and I had tried for over a month to get a job. Couldn't find a job. Desperately needed to be able to take care of uh, rent and you know, accommodations, basically. Finally, uh, and I didn't know it at the time, but I was sick. And so I was very, very anemic. So I was bruising heavily. I was not feeling well. Headaches all the time. So I just wanted to sleep all the time. Doesn't work when you're trying to find a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. My And this is very personal, but my mother and my daughter... I actually sent them out to go to the mall one day, and I said, you know what, I'm not able to get a job, you know, I'm not able to take care of my daughter, something's wrong, and I don't like it here, and you know what, I'll just go ahead and kill myself. Wow. And I said, so sent them off to go to the store. I had gone into the bathroom, and I pulled out a bottle of pills, and I had them in my hand. I actually put a fist up to the ceiling, and I didn't know God at this point, but I said, you know, if there's anything, any reason that I'm supposed to be here, you better effing tell me right now. And immediately I heard this knock on the door, and I looked up and I said, I will be right back. I walked out to the front room, and me being in an apartment and only being in there for about a month, I said, well... I'm going to put the chain lock on it because I don't want to be murdered. I just, you know, (laughs) want to go peacefully. Mm -hmm. So um, put the chain lock on and cracked the door open, and there were like three or four young men, probably in their 20s, probably 28 to 30, somewhere in there. And almost all at once they said, we're having a Bible study right down the way. Would you like to come? Wow. And I looked at them and I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I closed the door. And um, went back to the bathroom and um, put the pills away. And I said, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. And That's so awesome. Yeah. Actually, I went to bed, and within two hours, I got a call for a job. And they wanted me to start that night as a cook in a restaurant. I go to the restaurant, and I'm in there learning about what they're doing as a cook for that particular restaurant. A couple hours go by, and in walks this waiter 
who was the guy at my door. Oh, my goodness. And the apartment complex was on the other side of town. So for him to work at the same place that I'm now working was really odd. And he comes and he goes, oh, you're the girl. And he goes, would you like to come to church? And I'm like, uh, I'm just trying to learn how to cook here. <laughs> <laughs> And but you knew, but you knew, like in your, <laughs> and you feel like, oh, oh, this is so unreal. Like, is yeah. this really God? Is this yeah. really God reaching out to me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, I didn't know him at that point. So during the next week, he repeatedly said, "You know, I feel led to call you to, you know, come to church." And so one day, I got the name of the church, and I asked him where it was, and I said, "Well, let me think about it." So being the person that I am. I drove over there the night before just to kind of scope it out and make sure that, you know, I knew where it was and and everything. But I went there that next morning, and I sat in the parking lot across from the church. And I remember seeing all the people walking in, all happy and dressed up. And I said, I could never be that clean. I could never be that happy. And I said, this doesn't work for me. And I watched them all walk in, and I left. And then, um, so the next week, he invites me again. And I said, eh, let me think about it. You know, I'll see. And I go there. I had already decided, okay, I need to change the way that I dress, and I need to change how I look, and I will trick them. See, I had never been to church, and my parents had never talked about church. So all I could equate it to was my parents were part of the Moose Club, and I knew that they had to pay dues, I knew that they had that they were members. So when people talked about church, all I knew was that you had to be a member to go and that it cost you money. Wow. That's all I knew about wow. it. That's my total and it's naive, but they didn't talk about it like they do on TV now. Mm-hmm. And so um second week I went and I had already figured out in my head, okay, I need to change the way that I talk and change the way that I look and fix my hair a certain way. And I, can, I bet you I could trick them. And they'll think that I'm part of that club and I could get in. And I'm just going to go check it out. So wow. um, I got different pants and I got different shirt and, and I went and I sat there and I watched all those people go in again. And I said, all right, I'm just going to go up to, they had windows that came down from the building. And I said, I'm going to go see what I can hear. So I go walking up after everybody's already in. I go walking up, and I go off the sidewalk into the grass, listening underneath the windows. And I couldn't hear a lot. It was just a bunch of muffled sounds. Suddenly, somebody grabs me by the arm and says, come here. And I turned around real quick, and it was this girl. And she goes, well, you wanted to come in, right? And I said, sure. (laughs) So hesitant, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so... I'm walking with this girl, and I'm thinking, ha, she thinks I'm one of those. She thinks I'm a member. And I'm going to, you know, I tricked her. And I walked in, and I'm sitting, I sat down next to her, and the place was very uh, busy, um, and everybody settled down, and then um, they had, I guess, a guy up at the front with a sermon. And I didn't ever hear a word from the sermon. I was watching the people. And there were people shouting, hallelujah, and amen, and and it was a Pentecostal church. And I'm thinking, wow, these are like the Moonies or something. You know, I got to tell them that they're a cult. 
And so I had determined by the time that I left there that day that they were a cult and somebody had to save them and it was going to be me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the next week I go back. I met with a girl who had grabbed my arm again, who happened to be her name. She was one of two twins and her name was Hope and her oh. sister's name was Faith. Wow. Right. And the second time I went in and this time I actually listened to what the sermon was. And on that day, I got saved. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's such a great story. Yeah. But, and, and you're, you know, what's amazing to me is your persistence, though, in, in the sense of you didn't run. No. You didn't run. And the enemy wanted you to run. I mean, I know that how he messes with us, you know, knowing that you didn't fit in or feeling like you didn't fit in. Right. But you think you know that you don't fit in, but it's a lie from the enemy. And that's what he tries to tell us. Just seeing how God met you in a way, even even with you saying, I'm going to have to dress up and, you know, feel like I belong to this club because that was your culture. That was your mentality, even though nobody else was thinking that, right? But it still got you there. Yeah. It still got you there. And that and that was, I think, you know, there's so many paths and so much journey, you know, our journeys, and we're so unique and we're all different, but God meets us in, in where we're at in a way that we might not understand. But I think in a way he was unveiling to you. It seems like as you were sharing that, because it came to a safe place and a point where you had faith and hope. Exactly. Surrounding you. <laughs> that was that's just exactly. so beautiful. And so beautiful. Um, one of the takeaways that I tell people now when I do repeat that story is that for all those that haven't heard of Christ mm-hmm. and all those that haven't gone to church and don't really talk to people that do go to church, so many people are scared to tell them you know, about Jesus or about God's Mm -hmm. Word, they could think that it's a club and you have to have a membership and you can't go unless you're the special type of person or unless you're paying to go like a club. Yeah. Because I didn't know and I was an adult. Right. And nobody in my family had ever gone. Never be afraid to tell people about Christ Mm -hmm. specifically because you don't know where they are. That's right. In their journey. And you know it's and it's so beautiful to to hear you sharing you being vulnerable enough to share that two point, but you wonder how many people don't go because of that very thing right and if we reach out in a certain way, are we aware of those that are coming in? do we know do we see with his you know and i one of the things I used to work at a church where I was like the guest services. So I was aware of everyone that came in and out of those doors. Mm-hmm. And I was always asking the Lord, show me the new, like, show me, you know, the ones that are feeling alone, the ones that feel like they have no one, feel, the ones that feel like they're unseen, you know? And all, I mean, I had so many encounters with so many beautiful people because of that. Mm-hmm. The conversations that were just, and the tears and the prayers, you know, because always embrace them to pray too. So, but thank you so much for sharing your story and you know it's a beginning there and I want to have you back because I know there's a lot more depth there in a way of that was the beginning but now we can go you know the next time we can kind of go a little bit more but that's such a beautiful story and I I think that it will as we as believers and those who are not believers kind of be able to see how we can be a part of a you know of of God meeting us in a way to unveil who he is exactly and being open to however he wants to show up let him do it um, and I, I mean, there's so many stories to share of that. He, he is after the hearts of people to know him because he wants to be known. And he's loving, he's kind, he's gentle, but he's also a warrior. 
and he'll fight for his ones when they are being harmed. And like, it seemed like it didn't, you know, to me, I used to be so angry at God because I said, why did it take so long? But he gives people and adults the opportunity because we have a free will, right? right? And so it's like, he's given others an opportunity to see too, but he does, and it does take time. And we can't always understand or perceive what's going on, but if we surrender to him and seek him, he'll show us the way, you know? Always. And it, and it looks like he sh- he was there kind of got his hand right right with you, kind of gently moving you, and without us even realizing it, you know. And then we get, well, wow, how did I get to this place, you know? Right. So, and then I look at how, you know, how I got to know you, your journey, and we've had some great conversations, and uh, we'll, we'll share those for another time, so you have to come back. I will. All right. Just thank you so much, Nancy, and I'm so grateful that you are alive, that you didn't <laughs> take it. I was, I had many times of contemplating suicide as well. And God's kept us here for such a time as this. And I think we're in these days that his voice is going to even get louder through Mm -hmm. his people in a beautiful way. So thank you again for sharing and thank you all for listening. And I hope you will um, just send me some, if you got comments or questions or sharing your story, just reach out to me at belovedunveiled at protonmail.com, belovedunveiled at protonmail.com. 